Pastor Allen. I'm the lead pastor or the church planter of this church. And we are existing with the vision of we will become an embassy of the Lord Jesus Christ here in Manila, making disciples from the regions because Manila is basically a hub for people coming from the eight regions of the Philippines. So, marami dito, Ilonggo, Visaya, di ba? So, compose tayo ng iba't ibang cultures dito. So, it is our vision to make disciples out of the eight regions of the Philippines to become gospel ambassadors to the nations. So, it is our goal that we gather here, we make disciples out of the people that the Lord sent in this place so that you will be sent out wherever the Lord will lead you to also make disciples. So, we are looking forward to journey with you, together with us in obeying the, the call of the Lord in this church. And um, as we begin, uh, I just want to thank the Lord for His goodness and faithfulness for everything that He has done into this ministry. Anyways, kasi gusto ko lang i-share na as the Lord called me for pastoral ministry, Last November, napunta ako sa place na to. Then, alam nyo, naka-shorts na ako, naka-chinilas. Then, we tried to find the venue kasi nga, I was really desiring to plan a church. So, we started to talk with the management and, you know, hearing from them, ah, ganito pala kamahal yung babayaran dito monthly, may mga requirement na six months advance or security deposit, tapos may mga bibilhin pang gamit. But you know what? God is just so faithful. I'm sharing this because I just want to tell you that this church is the church of God. It's not my church. It's not the church of anyone who supported this. It's the church of God. Because definitely the Lord started it. The Lord is providing for it. And the Lord will sustain it. So, ayun, lahat lang. Kung nga nakikita natin dito, everything was just by the grace and the faithfulness of God. And alam mo yun, may mga times na I was asking the Lord na, Lord, when I'm here, when I'm doing this thing, pwede naman akong mag-settle na na to be comfortable, to be a youth pastor or whatsoever. But why is it that I'm trying to push this thing? Well, the Lord is just reminding me and always assuring me that I just have to obey Him and everything will be, you know, under His care. And I just want to share with you, You know, there's big amounts that came to my bank account that I don't know kung saan siya nang galing nang gawin, nagpakilala din sila. But you know, the Lord is just providing in a way that we will not expect. In a way that we can't imagine. Can you imagine? I received 130,000 pesos as a Christmas gift from one family. Alam mo yun, hindi mo in-expect, hindi mo in-ask, but the Lord just, you know, touched their hearts and just blessed that for the ministry. And the rest is history. So, as we begin today, we are having a three-week startup series. So, the rest of January, we will have our startup series. And we will just be learning what is the vision of the church, why we are existing, why we are doing these things, why we are gathering. So, in that way, we would understand through the scriptures why we are gathering as a church why we are pursuing these things for the glory of God. So right now, let's just open our Bibles in Matthew 9, verses 9, uh, verse 35 to 38. Matthew 9, verses 35 to 38. So if you don't have your Bibles with you, we have our bulletin that is given to you from the ushering table outside. So meron po tayo dyan na, na verse 
Anyway, it's also nasa projector screen natin. So Matthew 9, 35-38, it's in the New Testament. And Jesus went throughout all the cities and villages, teaching in their synagogues, and proclaiming the gospel of the kingdom, and healing every disease and every affliction. When he saw the crowds, he had compassion for them, because they were harassed and helpless, like sheep without a shepherd. Then he said to his disciples, The harvest is plentiful, but the laborers are few. Therefore, pray earnestly to the Lord of the harvest to send out laborers into his harvest. Let's just come to the Lord in prayer. Our loving, gracious, and righteous God, we just want to thank you and honor you, Lord, and worship you for gathering us upon this place. Maraming salamat, Panginoon, that despite of all the restrictions, we're able to gather here. We pray for your safety, for your protection to be upon us, God. And Lord, as we study your word, may you open our hearts and humble us, Lord, and let your Holy Spirit give us wisdom so that we may apply to our lives what is written in the scriptures, God. Lord, we just want to give you glory again and worship you, God, in our midst right now. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. So growing up um, in the province from the sugarcane capital of the Philippines, so I came from La Carlota City, Negros Occidental. Alright, so growing up, we were able to experience yung magtrabaho sa tubuhan. Okay? So sa lahat dito na umiinom ng kape, yung gumagamit ng maskubado, tsaka yung asukal, diba? Sometimes we're just using that, and we don't understand. Ano yung pina pinagdaanan ng asukal na to? So, growing up, na-expose kami kasi nga, we grow up from a poor family. So, na-try namin magtrabaho sa tubuhan. And yung bahay namin sa likod nun, talagang literal na tubuhan. So, during milling season, makikita namin yung mga ang tawag doon yung car tops, yung tawag na kasi car gat, tsaka tapas. So, sila yung, ang tawag doon, nagka-cut ng mga tubo, tapos sakit sila sa hagdanan pagkutu sa tracking, di ba? So, can you imagine how many hectares ng tubuhan, tapos yung nagtatubaho nun, eh, ilan lang. So, unang init pa yun. So, can you imagine the hard work of those people sa ginagawa nilang trabaho? And with that, makikita natin sa harvest na ay kailangan pala na marami pang workers. So today in our passage, Jesus is telling His disciples that there is a lot of work to be done and more workers needed. So just a background for this verse. In the previous chapter of chapter 8 and first part of chapter 9, we can read that Jesus was doing a lot of miracles. Left and right. Okay? So, mababasa natin how He cleanses the leper, how He comes the storm, how He heals the man with demons, He healed a paralytic man, and the list goes on. And remember that the author of this was Matthew, he, when he wrote this, he transitioned the talk from Jesus' ministry to the upcoming work of the disciples of Jesus as He commissioned them in Matthew chapter 10. So, kung magpapasa mo from Matthew 1, yung genealogy ni Jesus, how Jesus became a man here on earth, tapos, makikita natin may verse sa chapter 4 doon, na parallel actually ng verse na to, okay? Tapos, nakita natin doon yung ministry ni Jesus Christ. He was doing it all alone. Tapos, pumasok yung chapter 9, na verse 35 to 38, to inaugurate 
yung magiging ministry niya together with his disciples. So, ibig sabihin, may progression. Sa beginning part, it was Jesus Christ himself. Pero, he called disciples to him and he will be giving them authority so that he will be sending them out. So, the Lord Jesus Christ is delegating this authority because kailangan na ng maraming workers. So, like the audience of Matthew, we are to be reminded that there, that there were not just, we're not just doing a hippie chicken ministry. The ministry that we are doing is something that impacts eternity. And we have to learn the foundational part of God's ministry. So the question is, what does it take to have the right foundation in doing God's ministry? So today, this afternoon, in order for us to have the right startup, okay? In order for us to have the right startup, there are three things that we need to be convicted with. Number one, we need to see people in the lens of God's compassion. We need to see people in the lens of God's compassion. In verse 35 and 36 again, and Jesus went throughout all the cities and villages, teaching in their synagogues and proclaiming the gospel of the kingdom and healing every disease and every affliction. When he saw the crowds, he had compassion for them because they were harassed and helpless like sheep without a shepherd. So yung sinabi ko kanina yung Matthew 9, 35 to 38, meron siyang parallel sa Matthew 4, 23 to 25. So magkikita natin, and he went through of all Galilee, teaching in the synagogues and proclaiming the gospel of the kingdom and healing every disease and every affliction among the people. So nakikita natin yung oh, parallel verse pa yung Matthew chapter 4 and Matthew chapter 9. But later you will you will be amazed, oh man, no, ano nangyari after nito? Alright? So, so his pain spread throughout all Syria and they brought him all the sick, those afflicted with various diseases and fam and pains those oppressed by demons, those having seizures and paralytics, and he healed them. And great crowds followed him from Galilee and the Decapolis and from Jerusalem and Judea and from beyond the Jordan. So dito natin makikita, it describes the extent of the ministry of Jesus Christ. From Galilee, diba, to Syria, and to other places in the mentions of Matthew chapter 4. So Galilee actually, according to Josephus, one of the historians, Galilee has at least 204 cities and villages. And every cities and villages normally would have at least 15,000 people. So can you imagine there are at least 3 million people that Jesus Christ was doing the ministry? And he would, he would just pass by to those places. And with that, Makikita natin, in verse 35, it summarizes the heart of Jesus' Galilean ministry and prepares us for the new phase or segment of the mission via the 12 disciples or the apostles. After na Matthew 4, pagpunta mo na Matthew 5 to 7, ang makikita natin, it's the Sermon of the Mount. It's the Word of the Lord. So dito natin makikita yung authority of the Lord through His written word. It's that Sermon of the Mount. 
In chapter 8, makikita natin yung mga miracles and healings na ginawa ni Jesus Christ. By himself. In Matthew 9, in verse 35, dito na natin makikita, he is inaugurating something. Kung dito, it's the servant of the mount, dito, it's through his disciples. Alright? Dito natin makikita ngayon, ito pala yung progression of ministry ni Jesus Christ. We have to take note that Jesus' ministry was mentioned is teaching, okay, teaching in the synagogue, proclaiming the kingdom and healing. So I just want to just spend a little time on this about healing, okay? Because it's a common scripture sa ginagamit to justify the gift of healing. Alright? So I just want to share to you my personal view about healing. So there are a lot of healing crusades and miracles na mga crusades na namigyari and we would hear from different ministries who are doing that. This pandemic, those pastors and ministers are being tested. They're even afraid to go out to lay their hands to the COVID-19 patient. So where's the gift of healing? Alright? So what's my point here? I don't think the extent of the healing ministry of Jesus is the same with the healing in our time right now. Okay? So I don't think that that's why we cannot just say, I pray for healing, I lay my hands, I rebuke, I claim, and I declare. I don't think it worked. And I don't think it's, it's biblical. The purpose why Jesus was doing that healing, that kind of extent of his miracles and healing ministries, because the purpose of that is to show to people that he is the Messiah. That he is the Savior, that he is the Son of God. And right now, I don't think it's the same with us. That's why, although I want to also make myself clear, I just believe that there's healing. The Lord heals. We pray for healing. Okay? But we don't declare. We don't claim. We submit to the Lord's will. Amen. I've seen a lot of faithful men and women serving in the ministry who died in pain. So I don't think I can just claim and declare that, di ba? Kasi ang dami ng maraming consults tayong sinasabi. That's why it's also my desire to, you know, to plant this church so that we will have sound doctrine. That we will be preaching what is biblical. Kasi may maraming bagay in the Bible na hindi siya normative. Ibig sabihin yung kailangan natin gawin. There are just there are parts in the Bible history that they are narrative. That they are descriptive. They need to say what happened in that situation. Okay? So, dito natin makikita yung intensiveness ng healing ministries to Jesus to really actually declare that the kingdom of God is here. Amen. So, the kingdom of God is actually already and not yet. Pag sinabi already, it was already inaugurated when Jesus Christ came here. But may another portion pa, may not yet pa, because Jesus is coming back again. And that will be the fulfillment, pag sinabi ng perfect peace, perfect healing, and all, binasa natin sa Revelation 21. There will be no more mourning nor crying. Because the Lord will be our God and we will be His people. So friends, um, I just want to, Share this with you because, you know, we, as a church, we cannot give false hopes to people. But rather, 
we can tell them to just trust the Lord in whatever circumstance or trials or sufferings that we are going through. We cannot give them posts of gathering ka pa nag-pray kita or nag-lingan sa ko sa'yo or pag nag-declare ako, mahihingan ka. I don't think so. But I can challenge those people that just trust and hold on to the Lord. Amen. Because we don't experience, diba? sometimes we, we face injustices. Pwede tayo mamatay without, without um, receiving the justice that we want. But there will be a greater justice in the long run of the judgment day of God. Amen. Hindi man tayo physically my total physical healing when Jesus comes again. Amen. So Jesus went, Jesus saw, and Jesus felt compassion. Remember or take note of those action words. He saw, or he went, umalisha, he went all throughout the cities and the villages. Dahil pumunta siya, he was able to, was able to see. You will never see things if you will not go. And he was able to feel because he was able to see. He was able to see because he was able to go. So ibig sabihin, you have to go to see and to, to feel. So Jesus Christ felt that compassion. Um, going with a vision is always important. Kasi pwede namang umalis ka lang, wala ka Alright? You need to see things in the lens of God's compassion. I remember 2013 when Yolanda came or struck the Philippines, especially Tacloban. So, 2013, di ba November yun, 2008 or 9? Then, February, di ba nakikita natin sa TV, yung mga reports, parang namatay. February 2014, we went to Tacloban. And, sobrang nakakalungkol makita sa TV. Until I went there seeing with my own eyes. Na yung lahat ng mga, lahat ng mga kao, yung dahon nila sa isang direction lang. February na, yung mga bahay hindi pa nalinis. Yung mga gaysana doon, yung niluting nila, hindi pa naayos. Alam mo yun, sabi ko, iba yung naramdaman ko when I saw Tacloban with my very own eyes and compared to just seeing Tacloban in television. So doon yung makikita yung, yung compassion to people when you're really seeing it. Kaya di ba yung mga missionary, wala missionary nakastay sa bahay. Yung missionary are always on, always on the go. You have to go in order for you to see so that you will be able to feel that compassion. So as Jesus encountered all these people, his heart was filled with compassion. Compassion comes from a Greek word, splanchnizoma. Okay, meron ata ako dyan. It means to a feeling from the gut, way down deep inside. Unexplained concern. I don't know if you were able to, to feel that already. Na sobrang hindi ka mapakali. Yung mapapaiyak ka na parang manginginig yung buong buto mo. Because you feel that compassion, that unexplained concern. And Matthew was talking at deep gut level, that genuine compassion of Jesus when he was seeing the crowd. So the compassion theme of Jesus is actually repeated in Matthew 14, 14, in Matthew 15, 32, and even in the Old Testament. Deuteronomy, in 1 Samuel, in Psalms, 
Yung binasa natin kanina, yung Psalms 103, verse 13. Diba? As a father shows compassion to his children, so the Lord shows compassion to those who fear him. God is a compassionate God. And even in the rest of the New Testament, makikita natin how God is compassionate. So why do you have compassion? Bakit yung naramdaman ni Jesus yung genuine concern? Because Matthew described the crowd as people who were harassed and helpless. So normally, napabasa lang natin siya lagi. Yung sa Matthew 9, normally. But did you really imagine the situation nung dumaan si Jesus Christ seeing the crowd that they are harassed and helpless? I don't know if you were able to to feel that already. When you feel, when you say harassed, they're being bullied. They're being oppressed in the face of such problems. Or maybe we're able to experience that already that you feel like you're harassed. This is the situation of these people. They are helpless, unable to rescue themselves or escape from their tormentors. You're so helpless. And not just that, they are they are described to be harassed and helpless. And si Matthew, nilagay niya palang another description. Ano ginawa ang description doon? Nilagay yung image. They are like sheep without a shepherd. Jesus Christ compared them. Put an imagery para mas lalong natin maiintindihan. If you don't understand the harassed har- and helpless, then ito, may mas deeper, na mas strong yung weight that you, that you would understand what is their situation. Alam lang ng audience doon, ni Matthew, so, sa pagsulat niya na to, they know what a sheep looks like. That's why they are sheep without a shepherd because the sheep are the worst animals to live to their own devices. Hindi nila alam kung ano yung direksyon ng buhay. They desperately need someone from getting lost to protect them from danger and to show them the way to go. So did you see right now the way? They are harassed and helpless and they are like sheep without a shepherd. They don't know the right direction. Anytime, pwede sila atakin ng mga wolves. They need a shepherd. So their leaders have failed in their responsibility. Kasi nga, they're like sheep without a shepherd. But in Micah, in the Old Testament, Micah 5.4, it was already prophesied that a Messiah would shepherd his people. And he shall stand and shepherd his flock in the strength of the Lord, in the majesty of the name of the Lord his God, and they shall dwell secure, and now he shall be great to the ends of the earth. In that moment, actually, the great shepherd, the Messiah, Jesus Christ himself, felt compassion to those kind of people. Jesus was inaugurating this one. He is fulfilling this one. He was telling his disciples, they are like sheep without a shepherd, and it was already prophesied that he is the great shepherd. Jesus Christ himself, he set as an example on how to have compassion. So the people, or the compassion here, is not just because of 
the physical image na gutom sila or hindi nila alam yung gagawin nila sa buhay, it is something that is deeper. Jesus saw a deeper problem in those people in the crowd. He saw the spiritual need of those people. The people's spiritual needs were even more desperate over the physical healing. So more than that, pag-heal ng Lord sa mga blind, sa mga lame, sa mga dinodugo, it's the spiritual healing that Jesus is most concerned with. And He is preparing all this time to came to a point that He will be at the cross to give not just the physical healing but the spiritual healing. Remember, Jesus Christ came here not for us to be successful or become prosperous or become well or become known and famous. Jesus Christ came here for us to have eternal life. Amen. That's just the main thing why Jesus Christ came here. Because people without Jesus really needed the great shepherd. Maraming mayayamang tao, but they don't know what's the purpose of their life. Hindi nila alam anong gawin nila after na nagkasakit sila, baka mamatay sila, ano na yung pera nila. We just have to go back to the main point. So if you are here today, or maybe you're listening to our, our Facebook Live, it is our prayer that you would understand the gospel. That we would Understand what really is the gospel. Kasi marami nang nag-twist ng gospel ngayon. Maraming prosperity gospel. Marami nag-preach, di ba? Ginagamit yung Bible, ginagamit yung scriptures for themselves. To earn money. To become, you know, to become a big church with a lot of money. That's why it is our desire that every one of us to just understand the gospel. For our life apart from the saving grace of God, we are compared to a sheep without a shepherd. Without direction. In danger. Did you know what's the danger? The wrath and the judgment of God. We are in danger. Those sheep without a shepherd is in danger. They are not just um, ready to be attacked with the wolves. But they are in danger for that. Wrath and the judgment of God. The judgment and the wrath of a holy and righteous God. So the question is, how do we see people around us? Our family, our friends, our neighbors? Do we have compassion for them? How do we view our politicians? How do we view people in the internet entertainment industry? How do we control lahat? Yung mga naririnig natin balita, yung police na may binaril. How do we view them? Galit lang ba? Are we longing for justice? Or are we also feeling that they're part of God's, they're part of our mission field? Everyone. Those kind of people is part of our mission field. 
We all know that salvation only comes from the Lord. And it is our call to preach the gospel to all nations. We ought to have God-like compassion in order for us to see them, to be part of our mission field. It's really hard to love unlovable people. It's easy for us to judge people in, in the TV, like our, our leaders. It's easy for us to, to give judgment to them. But the question is, it is easy for us to feel compassion for them, that they also need, you know, they need the Lord. People need the Lord. Remember, we were once a ship without a shepherd. We were once a lost ship, but because of God's great mercy and love, we were able to escape the wrath and the judgment of God. So how about them? Remember, compassion to people is an overflow of the deep understanding of God's great mercy and grace to sinful people like you and me. Again, compassion to people is an overflow of the deep understanding of God's great mercy and grace to sinful people like you and me. So in order for us to have the right start up, we must see people in the lens of God's compassion. The next is in order for us to have the right start up, we need to realize, point number two, we need to realize that there is a great need of laborers. We have to realize that there is a great need of laborers. In verse 37, then he said to his disciples, the harvest is plentiful, but the laborers are few. And you know what? This line of Jesus Christ is still relevant up to this day. The problem or this scenario is true since the time of Jesus Christ and same is true up to this day in our time. So the metaphor or the image changes from sheep farming to harvest as Jesus sought to awaken similar compassion to his disciples. So actually Jesus is a good teacher. Jesus is a good vision caster. He would always use objects or anything along the way. Ginagamit ni Jesus to teach his disciples or even to the crowds. So dito, kanina, ginamit ng sheep. Ngayon naman, ginamit ni Jesus is harvest. So yung harvest the words of verse 37, mostly pag binabasa natin siya, especially in the New Testament, it would always refer to the end of the age or the, the judgment it brings. Try to read in Matthew chapter 12, the power Matthew chapter 13, the parables of Jesus Christ. Lahat ng parable, pag binasa mo, ang word na harvest would always entail the end of the age. Diba? Remember sa, sa parable of the parable of the weeds. Sabi na, hayaan mo lang. Kasi on harvest time, ibig sabihin, on the end, on the judgment day, even for the parable of the net, it also talks about the end of the age is the harvest na word. Pero in this, in this verse, yung word na harvest dito na incorporate 
nagbabalik siya sa word na plentiful. So, ibig sabihin, the word harvest here is not the end times, it's not the judgment day, it refers to the crop. It refers sa aanihin. Alright. So, the word harvest is yung aanihin. So, there's a lot of crops that are ready to be gathered. And it's plentiful. Many people will be needy or will be ready to be reaped in the kingdom. So, kanina, can you imagine? Sinabi niya, they are like sheep without a shepherd. They are helpless and harassed. And sinabi naman, they are ready to be harvested. They are a harvest. So, those sheep is a harvest. So, ibig sabihin, maraming tao ang ready na aanihin. So, in this passage, Jesus is speaking to the 12 disciples who became the apostles. And he is challenging the disciples in this moment. And take note again, remember the ministry of Jesus is teaching, healing, and proclaiming the kingdom. So this time, um, makikita natin yung extent of ministry of Jesus Christ. And in Matthew 9, we now learn that the work was so great that many workers are needed. That's why sabi natin, we need to realize that we need more workers. So the people's spiritual needs were even more desperate than the physical healing and meeting that need requires more workers. That was the main purpose why they come to Him. Bakit dumalapit yung mga, yung mga tao na Jesus Christ? I don't think it's not just about a physical healing, but to escape the harvest of judgment. It's actually escaping on the harvest of damnation for those not in the harvest of salvation. Because there will be a judgment. Kaya nung sabi ni Jesus, guys, go into all the world and preach the gospel. Sabi ni sa Matthew 28, go and make disciples of all nations. The harvest is plentiful. Based on the census of PSA year 2015, it was not updated sa Google. Manila alone have 1.7 million population. So can you imagine, 60 years has been added. Ilan yung population ng Manila? And the whole Metro Manila is 12.8 million people in the year 2015. The harvest is plentiful. But the laborers are few. And I think, hindi na siya, I think, it is really true. We have many churches here, pero mas marami ang harvest. May mga laborers na, pero mas marami ang harvest. Every day we would see and hear bodies all over. We have seen a lot of harassed and helpless people in the news, in our neighborhood, even as we just walk around. Pag sumakay ka lang ng tren, ng LRT. Have you ever thought of, ilan ka rin kayo dito sa isang tren? And have you ever thought, ilan ka yung may relationship dito sa Panginoon? And have you ever thought, Lord, pwede mo gamitin to just share the castle to one of these people inside this tren? How many are committing suicide every day? How many 
families are being broken every day? How many Christians are being depressed every day? Sobrang dami. That's why the harvest is always plentiful. That's why we need more people on mission to reach people with the gospel of Christ crucified. So to have the right startup, we must see people in the lens of God's compassion and we must realize that there is a great need for laborers. And lastly, number three, in order for us to have the right startup, we have to pray earnestly to the God of the harvest. Have we spent time praying for people? Although, of course, we believe that salvation comes from the Lord. But the Lord has given us their own. Jesus Christ challenged his disciples to pray for the Lord of the harvest to send out more laborers. Sabi na, therefore, nag-conclude si Jesus agad. So can you imagine how Jesus Christ made a scenario? Naglalakad siya with his disciples, singing the crowd. Alright? Tapos sinabi niya, tignan niyo sila. You look to the crowds. They are harassed and helpless. They are like a sheep without a shepherd. They, the harvest is really plentiful. But the laborers are few. So nakita niyo, ito yung problema. Pinakita ni Lord, ito yung situation, yung scenario. Ano yung sagot? Therefore, pray. Therefore, pray. So given the helplessness and the need of the crowds, Jesus' disciples are urged to pray earnestly that the Lord would send out laborers into His harvest. So hindi sinabi nito na, therefore, prophesy, hindi sabi niya, you pray. You pray for the Lord of the harvest. So therefore, prayer is a God-given solution to the lack of laborers. Prayer is a God-given solution to our lack of laborers. When we started here, it was just me and Tonto. And today, thank you, Lord. The Lord answered our prayers for laborers. Just last week, I was able to meet JD through social media. Wednesday lang kami nag-meet. One week pa lang. Halos everyday nakikita, nag-uusap. They've seen, they understand the vision of the church. And you would see them as volunteers in this church, as laborers. They're part of our prayers. They are unanswered prayers. But we are still praying for more. Amen. You might be the answer. <laughs> so we have to pray earnestly to the Lord of the harvest. Prayer indeed changes or transforms us. Kasi si Lord hindi natin mababago. Because God is immutable. He doesn't change. He's the same. Period. God is unchangeable. Pero sino yung nababago? Tayo. Tayo ang hindi nababago. That's why kulang ng laborers. Tayo pala. Wala pala. Actually, walang problema ang harvest. Ang laborers ang may problema. There's an imbalance with the harvest and the laborers. 
Minsan nga, medyo makakudali. Sabi ko, walang sitting ministry sa church. Di ba, may music team, may ushering team. Pero di sitting ministry, nakaupo lang. Di ba? I mean, I'm not giving you, it's not a guilt treating, it's just an illustration. Definitely, oo nga. Bakit kaya may takot tayong mag-serve kay Lord? Bakit kaya takot tayo to be part of the laborers and the vineyard of God? So the disciples prayed, and the first answered prayer was then. They prayed to the Lord. Pagbasa nyo na matutin, and the Lord sent them out. So they are the first answered prayer to their prayer. So the Lord gave them the authority to the lost sheep of Israel. In the beginning, it was only Jesus Christ who is doing the ministry. And at this time, with his 12 disciples. The disciples prayed. And you know what? It is both a great blessing and a great burden to realize that we are some of the workers for whom the disciples prayed. They prayed at that moment. The Lord answered their prayer. They were sent out. And the first, the early church, and up to this day, we are actually an answer to the prayers of the apostles. Amen. And we are keep on praying that the Lord will continue to send out more workers in the harvest field. So just think about it. When Jesus asked his disciples to pray for more workers, it was 2,000 years ago. But the answered prayer is going on up to this day, until tomorrow, until the next day, to the next week, next month, next year. So we in part are the answer to the prayers of Jesus and his disciples. And we may continue to be challenged and be an answered prayer. Since many are ready to receive the goodness of the kingdom, a prayer that is as urgent in the time of Jesus is as needed as it is today. I've seen a post um, sa Facebook and nakalagay doon, let's ask the Lord for the next generation. And napaisip ako, why are we asking God for the next generation? Why are we asking God for the harvest? Because the harvest is already ready. Sino yung hindi ready? The church. So the right prayer should be, let's pray that we will be obedient to God. That we will follow the Lord Amen. in the call that He has given us because the harvest is just always there. Bayan lang ng pas dito sa university mo. Or kahit dito sa loob, you would see a lot of harvest. Pero kulang na? There is a total imbalance of the harvest and the labor. Jesus said, the harvest is plentiful. But the workers are few, so we must get to work. Be part of the laborers in the harvest field of souls. Church, it is our time to respond. The Lord of the harvest has called and commissioned us for his harvest field. Jesus and the disciples prayed that we would be called and be sent out. The harvest is great and the workers are what are we waiting for? 
We should give ourselves fully to the task of the Lord. So let's pray for more, for more pastors, for more missionaries, for more Christians and disciples. Diba? Kasi it doesn't have to be a pastor or missionary to be part of the labor of God. Being a Christian in your workplace, in your own family, in your neighborhood, carrying the gospel every day in your life, sharing the gospel to them, you are part of the laborers of the Lord. So to have the right startup, we must see people in the lens of God's compassion, God's compassion, we must realize that there's a great need for laborers and we need to pray earnestly to the God of the harvest. So ECCM, Evangelical Covenant Church, Manila, will be an embassy of the Lord Jesus Christ here in Manila, making disciples from the regions to become gospel ambassadors to the nations. So God's great compassion actually was shown when He sent His Son Jesus Christ to become a substitute to His lost sheep. Jesus labored so greatly to the point of death at the cross so that He received the full wrath of the righteous Father in behalf of the harassed and the helpless. Jesus was both the greatest disciple-maker who prepared the disciples to become gospel ambassadors. And the truth is, Jesus was the greatest gospel ambassador. Amen. He proclaimed the kingdom. He was teaching in the synagogue. And he was doing healing for people. As we close now, before we pray, as we, uh, before we close in prayer, can we just take this time, a moment of silence, such as bow our heads and close our eyes. And individually, let's just pray to the Lord of the harvest. Let's pray that we will have the compassion like Jesus had. That we will pray for more laborers because the harvest is so plentiful. But the laborers Our Father, we thank you once again for the word that is challenging us right now. We thank you, Father, for, for the gospel. We thank you, Lord, that we were like sheep without a shepherd. We were harassed and helpless, Lord. 
but then you've sent your son, Jesus Christ, to be our great shepherd. We are deserving of your wrath and your judgment, but by your great grace and mercy, Jesus took our penalty. He became the substitute Lord, and he gave us eternal life. Lord, it's a prayer that for those people who don't understand yet the gospel, that Jesus Christ is not yet the Lord of their life and their Savior, that we pray that you will just allow them to give them the hunger and thirst to know you more, to seek you more, God. And even for all the Christians, for all the believers, for all the children of God, where we pray that this time we will follow you and obey you, Lord. Amen. That we will become part of the laborers mm-hmm. in your harvest field, oh God. Yes. Lord, we may have a lot of hesitations and doubts, Lord. But thank you, God, because you will just enable us. Your grace is more than enough to enable us, Lord, to speak yes. of what is the truth, of what is the gospel. Lord, make us an embassy that will show to people that you are the living God. Amen. Lord, today, we just want to thank you, and honor you, and worship you, and give you glory and honor, God. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen.